0: Did we all just miss an entire year? Is it possible to get it back? We're gonna talk about that today on this special episode. Hello there, this is PointCast's We The People podcast. When we began our podcast in January 2019, we were known simply as PointCast, which is the same name as our company. That was really smart, right? Yeah, not really. But it was our only podcast, and we were just learning how to do this podcast thing. Now, two years and four podcasts later, we are still learning and have grown to four podcasts, which includes our newest pod, Good Money, hosted by Frank Jamison IV, Smart Politics, hosted by Anthony Arnold, Recap This Week, hosted by Joshua Hyde, and We the People, formerly PointCast, hosted by me, Francine Dash. Our team also includes Alex Crowhannon, our data analyst and regular contributor to recap and Sasha Estrella Jones. I don't know why my tongue won't work on your name, but I'm going to work on that. <laughs> Sasha Estrella Jones, one of our writers. Uh, did I say that right? Estrella. Estre- okay. It, it just don't, it won't work, <laughs> Sasha. It just isn't going to happen.
1: Double L is a yeah.
0: Estrella. Estrella. I'll work on it.
1: Australia, see, Australia, see,
0: Australia see what I have to deal with with this crew. So <laughs> Sasha Australia Jones. I <laughs> can't. <laughs> Who is one of our writers. Now, for this special episode, we bring the talk in-house and talk to our own team, who, is al- who also happen to be voters. And we talk to them about this past year of COVID and how COVID has challenged and changed them possibly for the better. But first, we begin with an announcement from our own Sasha Australia Jones. <laughs> Sasha, it's good to have you back, girl. So you got to fill us in. What's going on with you?
1: Yes, it's great to be back. You know, it took some time away to deal with life, but coming back with an announcement that I'm so happy we're on Zoom to see facial expressions. Um, How should I do it? So yeah, you always just jump right in.
0: Just jump in the water. Um, The water is fine. Go for it.
1: Yeah. um, I received my first dose of the COVID vaccine on Friday. Now tell us, now tell us, Sasha, tell us, why is this so monumental? This is incredibly monumental, specifically announcing it with this group of folk, because (laughs) the team can tell you, I was definitely anti-COVID vaccine anything (laughs) just a couple months ago. So to be at this place now, to be... um, I think the first team member who has started the vaccination process is pretty huge, and it's been a whole evolution of thought that has gotten me here and also got them to jab me with it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, you and I had talked about this because I, I shared with you one of my fears of doing it. And I followed your lead and got mine yesterday. So my arm is sore. Look at
2: that.
0: The encouragement from someone who didn't want it
1: actually, which is ironic, but are you sore? Do you, are you having any side effects for me? Really? You know, this weekend I've been tired, although I don't know if that's just I'm tired. It's the weekend I've worked the whole week or it's like, I'm tired because of the vaccine but, but so also disclaimer, I got the Pfizer. Uh, I know there are currently in the US three that are available. I still would not let Johnson and Johnson, um, inject me with anything. That's just my, um, personal feelings about them. But, uh, when it came down, there to- you go. Keep that wall up girl. Keep- <laughs> you know, I have some sort of standards now. But, you know, <laughs> their own, uh, different strokes for different folks, but not the Johnson and Johnson kind for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I went with the Pfizer. Uh, I went Friday morning, eight in the morning, bright and early. I was super surprised that there wasn't any crazy lines. The experience was really, really seamless, yeah, yeah, And I got the shot like within seconds, I waited there for fifteen minutes to make sure. I didn't have any side effects. I didn't turn into an alien during that time period. And you didn't so glow. Didn't you didn't start glowing or anything no, like that. No, I didn't no. start glowing. Those okay. I yes. couldn't feel the microchip being planted. So it was, you know, <laughs> it was great.
0: That's awesome cuz you always wonder if you can feel it, you know, right? Oh, so man. let's talk
2: <laughs>
0: you, uh, So so some t- I know, I know. So let's talk about the vaccine. Oh, Reddit, Wait a minute. Uh, Alex, you want to say something?
2: Oh, I was going to ask Sasha, have you um have you had the uh desire to switch your op- um your browser to Bing? <laughs> so using Microsoft Edge, uh, <laughs> like, I'm really I got have... around on the beam search. Remote, guys. <laughs> Something's
0: happening, but let's stay with this for a minute. Let's talk about the vaccine for a minute, since we all have heard of the vaccine or multiple vaccines in development to where we are now. Has anyone had any reservations about getting it? And, and since Alex, since you spoke up, let's start with you. Have you ever had any reservations about getting the vaccine?
2: Uh, I mean, not not really, no, no,
0: no. no. Anthony, um, like, did you? I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: I was just gonna say, like I, I read the clinical read the clinical trials um and I, I again that's kind of my field so um I'm blessed in that aspect. Um, seem they say uh certainly seem the the trials were rigorous um especially for like my age demographic mm-hmm. so um. I mean, less my ethnicity, but that's fine. That's, mm-hmm. fine. Uh, that's a whole other, that's a whole other conversation. We'll,
0: right? I don't know. I we might. We'll have it later. I'm certain <laughs> we will. If not today, Anthony, did you have any concerns that the political environment at the time, when all of this was coming about, could or would somehow taint the vaccine's
3: development? Uh, no, nah. I mean, the companies the, like the companies want to make money, and this is one of those instances where I could like. Yeah, capitalism is going to develop a vaccine and get us there. They like, they just want to be able to profit off like all the technology they've used for this vaccine. Like they're they're going to make bank on this down the road. Like they're right. they're, they're fine. So I was like, no, man, capitalism is going to capitalism in this case. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Josh, if it turns out that we have to get this vaccine yearly, we don't know that. Would you continue to get the vaccine? Yes you would. And how do you feel about capitalism now, since it was at the root of the development of this vaccine?
4: Oh, right? I feel about capitalism? Yeah, I mean, I mean,
0: your friend Anthony brought it, put it on the table, so I thought I'd serve it. I... Uh... <laughs> I don't
4: feel any differently. I mean, this is exactly how the the process is supposed to work. I still think it's the root of all evil, but like that doesn't change the fact that it can do good sometimes.
2: They, yeah, just just because you know, just because it is sometimes useful doesn't mean it is always evil. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's back up a minute and really look at this past year. Now, a lot has happened this over this COVID year. We are definitely stepping through historical moments from a president like no other to insurrection at the Capitol and social unrest all over the country over the deaths and questionable arrests of primarily black and brown people at the hands of police. From our handling of people wanting to cross our borders to cries of voter suppression that I'm even hearing about today. And now we have a rise in hate crimes against Asian people and the list kind of goes on from there. Which of any of these issues over the last year has stood out most to each of you? Let's go back to Sasha
1: oh that is like i need a moment to really think about it
2: um uh sasha if you want time to not to put you on the spot so i I, i've got something real easy as do i sure
1: yeah alex you go in there i'm really thinking like "Hmm." all right
2: um i mean uh i think BLM was probably Mm -hmm. the like just the most defining thing um in the past Year that was a year ago, guys. That was less than a year yeah. ago, guys. Yeah, crazy, ain't it?
0: I mean, a lot has happened, hasn't it? That has transpired during this this COVID year, and we've all been forced to pause. You know, and 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 something has caught our attention. What about you, Josh? You, is it the same for you or different?
4: So it's it's kind of two part. So I think the the defining parts, in my opinion, of the um, pandemic and all the other things around it are just how be, I want to say almost exclusively because of Trump how openly people have been touting hate towards several groups not just black people but we see it now especially now with Asians more so than we really ever have but that's because for the whole four years it Trump was, or no, sorry, not the whole four years, but like the whole time this has been around, we've seen him refer to this as like the Kung flu, the Chinese virus, like a bunch of other things that are very disparaging to people of Asian descent. So like, it, it makes sense to me when you have someone in Trump's position of power to just unfetteredly say things like that for however long he has, it only tends to make people do and say stuff they're not supposed to i was i was gonna say (laughs) something else but uh i'm trying to keep
0: well as Uh, as you've hosted your show on recap you've actually talked about some of this a little bit so is it any surprise to you that we're in this space now
4: is it a surprise no is it as disappointing as i hoped it would be absolutely I I I want America to change in so many ways, but like before we can do any of that, we have to be okay with each other. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more telling about today's America than what's happening with Black and Brown people. Than I mean, we we've seen this for what like 200, 300 years at this point. Like it's it this isn't new. It's just continually unfortunate. So no, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed.
0: What about you, Anthony? What's had your your attention undivided for this past COVID year?
3: Uh, nothing has had my undivided attention. There's been so much that has been hard to keep my focus. It feels like every couple months, like some new thing comes kicking in the front door that you have to pay attention to. Uh, the the one that will stick with me, though, I think will be the capital events. Um, I don't know if we ever said it explicitly, if I ever talked about it, but like democracy didn't actually work. Like the fundamental, the fundamental uh, trait of a democracy is a peaceful transition. That's the thing that makes it a democracy. Like people vote, but then you have a peaceful transition of power. Mm-hmm. And we we actually didn't have that.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like
3: it it, it, just, it actually failed.
2: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
3: I don't know if it was ever stated just really clearly that. Uh, it didn't work our system actually broke down and the most fundamental aspect of what of our system of government actually didn't occur Mm -hmm. so like that's the thing that i think is going to stick with me the longest um or that will and this is in part because uh issues of race are (laughs) i've you've been i've been living with them for so long that i've given up hope that they'll ever be fixed and I have just sort of assumed that I'm going to be having to deal with them forever
2: mm-hmm. and I
3: have kind of tried to order my life in such a way that I can mostly deal with them you know behaving certain ways around police or behaving certain ways around uh, white coworkers. <laughs> like I just mm-hmm. have learned to live with it mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm I'm not trying to live with the situation where every four years people storm the capital like I'm not I do have experience with that, and I don't yeah, know if I could yeah. ever actually assimilate that into my life. So right. that makes it stick out all the more.
0: Right, right. Um, now, on your show, Anthony, you talk about situations where things can go awry. I remember one specific yeah. show where, I mean, this is getting weird. We'll talk about things, and I kid you not, two, three weeks later, things happen. Um, so, like Josh, this is no... So Is it a surprise, really or or not?
3: Um, I'm not surprised, uh, I mean, just because on like you said on my show, I did in fact illustrate a future where none of this had gotten worked out. So I can't now like <laughs> it was sped up significantly from the timeline I imagined. uh I, I didn't think it would happen this year. I thought we might be at least, you know, a decade or two away from democracy mm-hmm. breaking down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I didn't anticipate, like, oh, one month after my show, like, oh, well, this is happening right now. Well, that's right. that's different. Uh, so I can't claim to be surprised, but um, I'm not shocked.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I
3: mean, democracy is is not it's hard. Yeah, like you you yeah. have to renew it. Every generation has to fight all over again to keep it going, um, and and I think it's been clear for a while that we just weren't really invested in renewing democracy in the way that I think we we should have been. And I, and I, I honestly I still don't think we are. Like mm-hmm. I still don't think we're there yet. I think the events of the Capitol have faded, which is wild. I mean, the, we were supposed to have this nine eleven commission, and and that is looking increasingly unlikely now. Um, which is just mind-blowing that right. we're not going to get some deep report on this from Congress. They're, no, nothing. I mean, they spent – we had like years of Benghazi and years of nine eleven. We can't it, get a report for this?
0: Good those <laughs> people were – just to be fair, it's easy to hate the people over there. Right. than it is to hate the people who look like you're right
2: you <laughs> you don't have to but you, okay but that's, that's that's not the point you don't have to hate them um and like the justice system shouldn't hate anybody the justice system should just say you did a thing
0: good point and here the
2: and here are the consequences there's no hate necessary no hate involved
0: mm-hmm, in
2: fact mm-hmm. it's kind of problematic If there
0: is, (laughs) (laughs) it becomes a thing. Well, back to you, Sasha, we gave you a moment to think through this. And I know that COVID, the whole vaccine thing has been pressing and, and to be fair to the guys, really this ambush podcast came about because of an article you're working on um, that has caused you to evolve. Um, Not to say that that's the only issue that's had your attention, but you know,
1: what else has been
0: going on that's had your attention in addition to that, perhaps?
1: I agree, you know, with Anthony that so much has been going on. It's all had my attention. Something I thought about the other day is because really when I think about the past year, COVID more than anything is what I've been fixated on. And I say that because while I think the answer, you know, could be BLM. I wasn't introduced to BLM last year. I feel like that's when white folk was like, oh, oh yes, no, we should say Black Lives Matter because they do. It's like, okay, but where were, where were you guys when like, this was first hot? So while well, there were a lot of, you know, events surrounding BLM and many big cases, you know, from Brianna Taylor which, you know, I was even out there in Kentucky last summer showing my... That's daughter. right. Weren't we talking when you were out
0: there? You were coming back. Yeah. Yes.
1: yeah. The that's cool. Right. Uh, getting connected. But for me, that's just been a continuation of a movement. We've been finding it. And I don't think we're ever going to stop. But really, especially, I think, being, you know, a young person in my mid-20s and having this vision for how I thought my life and a lot of my friends around me was going to look. And then a whole pandemic came along and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not at all expected. I mean, even my own thought process the past year, COVID has taught me how malleable your own beliefs are. Mm -hmm. And what took me from getting being very anti-covid vaccine explicitly like you couldn't change I would not if you would have told me oh yeah you'll be getting your first dose in March of 2021 I would have laughed at you obviously get it on my face with that buffoonery do you know who you're talking to show some respect <laughs> <laughs> show some respect to your plant-based shawty get out of here with that <laughs> but now um, Ben The conversations, and this is, you know, as a writer, I don't, sometimes you don't always expect yourself to be so shifted when you write a piece, but writing uh, this piece and talking to, you know, other black and brown women about why we're for the vaccine or against the vaccine in these very like safe spaces where there was mutual respect. And I felt like I could let my guard down and really, you know, give and get information compiled with me sitting down and saying, okay, Sasha, it's not enough just for me to say I don't trust the U.S. government. Yes, that is warranted. Like I'm allowed to feel those ways, but also I don't feel that that belief means, oh no, I don't get to do, and I'm not responsible to do my own research Mm -hmm. because my feelings, you know, about this government's country, yes, they're related, but also they're science. So I need to do my due diligence and it was me having that realization that I still need to understand the science that made this vaccine possible. And then when I know that information, then I can say, okay, well, it does my trust outweigh how I feel about this as a scientific process. And that's what took me time to get to that place and for me to say, okay, granted, You have a real spotty history. We all know this one. (laughs) But I believe enough in the science of this. And having had other close friends of mine, Black and brown friends of mine, uh, who are both within the education and health sectors, get vaccinated and see that they were A-OK, that also was like, all right. Well, now this isn't just case studies of people far out there These are people who I consider friends and I respect, you know, their thought, their decision making, et cetera. And when I came over that hump, Mm -hmm. that's when I started to say, okay, I'm open to doing this much sooner than I thought, even though I had not planned on going through this mental experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a mental exercise. Josh, I want you to put on your host hat a little bit. Uh (laughs) I'm going to do the same thing to you, Anthony, and to you, Alex. I'm going to have you put on your data analyst hat here, but we're going to go through the line here. As your host hat, as we're talking about these issues, what are some of the questions, and you can ask it to the group if you like, what is a question that um, you've had linger? Because I know we've talked about a lot of different things on Recap regarding this past year. What is a question that you haven't had a chance to really ask?
4: So um, this actually can be, kind of testing the waters for the next discussion episode that I was preparing for. Um, Because one of the things that I, I don't think I do enough of is like getting our opinions about our own lives. Um, like an episode like this, like where we kind of get together and actually discuss not only just things going on in our lives, but specifically how our thought processes about things have changed. And that was actually one of the things that I wanted to go ahead and talk about next on my own show. My next discussion episode was going to be like, it, I, I don't remember exactly what I named it. Cause I like to give them all like fun, fun little titles, uh, because I'm that kind of person. But, um, I think the, the. The, the working title that I had as I was writing my notes was uh, what has changed the most for you during COVID specifically during COVID. Um, I, I wanted to broaden that if maybe we didn't have enough to talk about there throughout the Trump presidency uh, because I know a lot of things changed for me throughout Trump's presidency, but like more changed for me, at least personally through COVID. So I figured, we probably would have enough to talk about there, but if I needed to broaden it, I could broaden it to the whole Trump presidency because we, we've got a lot to talk about there. We've already talked a lot about it already. Um but yeah, that, that was that was one that was my my big question. So I guess if I'm if I'm gonna go ahead and put on my host hat here, as as you requested, my question to everyone, which I'm gonna start with you, Francine, <laughs> you put me on the spot. Um, what has changed most for you during COVID?
0: Uh, what's changed most for me is, uh, well, a lot hasn't changed about the way I live my life. Um, but a lot has changed about how I've had to interact with people and the way that I work. Um, I completely had to leave what I was doing and was home all the time uh, trying to uh, do what I was accomplishing in person. And that was that was tedious. Um for me, but also just an evolution of thought. It, you know, in addition to that, you know, watching history kind of take place, trying to um, wrap my mind around all of it and what it kind of means for us as a as a country. So I think my some of my Pollyanna dust kind of got taken away <laughs> over this last year um and you brought up the trump presidency i'm a respecter of all presidents i'll be honest with you for the sake of just simply occupying the office uh, however the trump presidency was a presidency like no other as i said in the introduction and in that it just um, he he had he established new norms um and, and, and different ways of engaging people that i think has uh caused a lot of didn't cause the division but exacerbated it so um those are the some of the changes that I think I've personally had to uh, acknowledge and, and deal with and and still dealing with, you know, just kind of, and learning this new, some things aren't really Trump's fault, like the COVID thing, that's not his fault that that, that happened. But um, the way we talk to each other has changed a lot. You know, I, I I've lost friends of a long time, not just because I truly lost them, but we don't know how to talk to each other because we used to disagree about politics and be able to be family. Now I think people disagree and think they can't have anything to do with you.
4: So there's that. I actually want to talk just a tad bit on that because I think a lot of, at least in my own personal experience, a lot of the reason why so many people have been like, putting divides, especially between themselves and families, because a lot of these things that they're disagreeing on are things that they don't feel like should be disagreed upon. Like... I know a lot of people, especially white people that I know of, have had rifts in their family because of responses to things like Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. and a couple of other things along those lines. And as an example, some of my friends who happen to be a big fan of me, and I also happen to be Black, um, have had problems with their family because they've had problematic views on Black people. And they're like, hey, but not all Black people are actually, like, you know problematic you should not be thinking that way and they refuse to change how they think and things along those lines so i absolutely understand why some people feel as though they can no longer accept people for their views but yes it used to be a lot different the the climate of discussion was a lot different before trump um i can i can say that beyond a shadow of a doubt but i'll I'll go ahead and answer my own question just a bit um i think the thing that's probably changed the most for me is how i view interactions with people um i can't stand being around people (laughs) as as a people person that feels weird to say but The more I'm around people, especially in this country, because of things like COVID and whatnot, the more I realize that, like, the people around me actually, people in America don't give a fuck, man. Like, we were at the store earlier, just earlier today, we were at the store, and we had to wait in line to get in the store, and this dude was, like, right next to me. And I'm like, bro, do you not see the sign that says six feet? Like, I am six feet tall. There is not a me between you and me right now. Like, stop. as
2: as someone who is also a six Uh, foot like that and if i can't lay down between me if i can't just lay down and not fall into you you're too close
4: yes (laughs) like go away stop for real i'm not trying to have you breathe on me but like going going back to my actual (laughs) statement (laughs) like it's it's crazy to me how differently people view an issue like COVID, because I know a lot of people, even people in my own family who are like, it's fine. Like we're going to be fine. Like who just don't seem to get it or they don't seem to care or Mm -hmm. all the other things that just boggle my own mind because I would like to care about people. I, I would like to give someone the space that I would want right? So to me, that's a no brainer, but there's just a lot of people who are out here in Indiana, not wearing masks, not being socially distant, literally not caring about anything. And I just... I was already bad enough, because as a guy, there's sometimes an issue where, like, you go in the bathroom, right, and, like, you're doing your due, and, like, you see other dudes going in the bathroom, and they do their due, and they just leave. And I'm like, bro, that's nasty. Come on, wash your hands. Do something, right? Like, I've, I always felt kind of bad, but, like, it's a whole nother level when I'm seeing people, like, legitimately put other people's lives at risk nonchalantly that that's like a whole nother situation like it's one thing to be nasty it's another thing to be nasty and possibly kill people
1: if you're gonna be nasty contain your nastiness to yourself don't bring your nasty to me i don't want your nasty
3: right yeah (laughs) anyone who had ever seen a men's bathroom had been like yo i'm telling you COVID's about to take off it's a, it's yeah. Like a rocket.
1: You know, <laughs> like, y'all don't understand. Think it's just an end Let me oh. see y'all in. Let me feel y'all oh, in. no! y'all don't want to hear? Majority <laughs> of the women coming outside the right bathroom did not stop at the sink. So wash their You don't First, hear water. A, a quick rinse off. Like, girl, put, a, put some elbow grease into that. Just a little sprinkle of water, just so she could say, "Oh yeah, baby, I washed them. They wet. They put no soap on them, no rubbing together. Didn't get underneath the fingers. That's horrifying. People are nasty. They are. I'm disgusted.
4: They are nasty, and that's that's why I'm so bothered because it's so easy. Like just. Just wear your mask and stay
1: away from people. It's not hard. It's but the not thing hard. is, It sounds not hard, but you have to remember that, you know, when this first came around, there was a whole movement on teaching people how to wash their hands.
0: Yes, and
1: what I'm confused is yeah. you are a grown... You're, your age is too big. Your age is too big. <laughs> you're not a grown-ass person. Because what I think is, <laughs> How do you wash your body? Because I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this. I don't care what anyone says. If you're dirty with your hands, you know you don't clean in between your butt cheeks. You better stop. You know you're nasty. That's absolutely what true. Think. I'm like, do you really get up in there, you get in between, and just you know do do what you gotta do. You don't do that. You know, uh,
4: probably not. <laughs> I got you on that. You you're probably 100 right.
0: People
3: like, well, I wasn't hitting, taking that line the of thought to It's like, <laughs> <and laughs> calling it a shower. That's what they do. They I just. My pits, I'm done. That's not it's a shower. Like a
1: bird bath. <laughs> That's a whole bath. Yeah. Backing it
0: up. <laughs> rescue us, Alex. Rescue <laughs> us, Alex. Rescue, Alex. rescue, 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 rescue us. Places. It did. It went.
3: There's no rescuing this conversation. Come on, Alex. Now, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alex, as the data analyst, is our data man. Tell us tell us over this year
2: you don't dude. um so w- what i what i learned is um our we uh we serious need to uh re- readdress um our our education system Ooh. so so hear me out hear me out so we teach like we teach cal- you know calculus is like the the capstone of like high school education you know and like you know college kids learn calculus and it's like no no the guys need to stop stop Learn calculus in college. I do not care. I need you to have a firm knowledge of statistics. I need you to understand when someone says this is an eighty percent chance of happening. You're like eighty percent. That's like a hundred percent. I can't possibly fail. And it's like, my dude, no. Eighty <laughs> percent is one in five. Like, how many times have you had you looked at a statistic and been like eighty percent? I can't. I can't fail. And like. Well, I bet it's more than five, and I bet you failed more than one.
3: <laughs> I mean, Splash. the solution here is people should play more dice based board games. Uh, no, 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 it's not. This would be no, like, what are my
2: odds of rolling this? Not A- what A- you Anthony. Think. Stop, stop. <laughs> nope. I-, I promise. Okay. Okay. XCOM. You play XCOM, right?
0: We're going to dark places now. Okay.
2: Okay. 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 No, so I- I okay. All right. So when XCOM, because game developers are aware of this, like anything that shows you the odds. So, um, an XCOM, So for you guys not familiar, like it, it, it when it's a tactics based, um, Earth is being invaded by aliens. You yeah. have a group of you have a group of elite soldiers yeah. fight off the aliens. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And every time you do an action, it tells you the probability of of success. Okay. And um, the only time so the game lies to you. At every other difficulty yes the game yes. will lie to you and then like yeah yeah you have a 90 percent chance of taking this hit it, it's it's like 90 it, when they tell you it's like 90 it's like 99 it sounds like politics it sounds they're, like they're lying to you <laughs> yeah. and they're lying to you because they know in it's... your head you're like 90 percent
1: right. can't
2: fail <laughs> right. and the only time they tell you the truth do you know what and it's funny. The time they tell you the truth is the time that everyone assumes they're lying to you. Because in the hardest difficulty, they tell you the numbers. You have an 80% chance of succeeding here. And you, and then you fail and you're like, you said it was 80%. It was a sure thing. No, no, it was 80%. And if you take two 80% chances, that's 64%. So
0: now if you you're do at three yeah. of them. <laughs>
2: It goes down from there. Yeah, it, right. it just goes down. Right. So, yeah, this one 80% chance thing is like four fifths. That's pretty good. But all three eighty percent chance things is like 48%. It's less than 50% chance at that point. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, it, you said it was 80%. Yes. Mm-hmm. Each time it was right. 80%. <laughs> right.
0: So you're trying to tell us that you've never used calculus.
2: Oh, I, I in your mean, adult life, I mean, are you guys telling you never? That's a, no, no. That's it's advanced
0: right. geometry, that's so you've never measured saying. an angle. No, I'm just joking.
2: That's, <laughs> not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying calculus isn't important. I am saying that you, as a, as a person, just need to to live in to live in our modern world, just need to you. have a firm grasp. On statistics. I
0: get it, especially nowadays when they talk about this whole COVID thing and statistics and, and, and death rates and this rate and that rate. That that's one of the reasons why so many people were confused. So I get it. I get what yep. you're saying.
2: I mean so, that's right. okay. me. so it's like insane, actually. Okay. So people are talking about like it's just like a zero point, you know, you know, the the, the, the conservative lie. It's only a zero point one percent mortality rate. And it's like, guys, do you know how big like zero point one? Okay, so three hundred million, right? Multiply by assume everybody gets sick. 0.1 mortality rate. So that's still 300,000 people dead.
0: Yeah. And we did is your that. economy
2: prepared yeah. for just 300,000 people to drop dead.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If your answer is no, then I don't know. Like maybe not talk about like it's only 0.01%. Get out of here.
0: Get out of here. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that was the talk during this last year. I think that's what confused a lot of people was that, you know, I actually heard folks say that only less than 1% of 1%, you know, they uh, are going to, something's happening to them. And those are people who are already sick. So, um, yeah, I I think you have a point there. Certainly the education system and, and, and different aspects of the education system. We've really learned a lot over this last year. Um, we're getting shorter on time, so Anthony, I wanna throw it to you. Put on your host hat for smart politics for me. All right. Okay, and is there a question that, or or something that you wish you had, well, you still have the time, but you wish you had addressed or asked during one of your shows that you haven't, that you'd like to ask of us?
3: Uh, yeah, so, when you sort of look back at these sort of big events, like historically, whether it's the Spanish flu or World War One and Two, Vietnam, there is frequently like a political change on the other side of them. You know, the, the culture shifts, the people shift, the priorities shift, and something changes afterwards. Whether that's, you know, and I talked about one of my pods, right? World wars happen. This furthers the civil rights movement in a way that nobody really anticipated that it would do, but then we can look back and we go, oh, okay, like World War II fed into the civil rights movement of the 60s, both the people who participated and some of the lessons that were learned, people came back from war saying we demand a new level of respect given that we like literally just laid our lives on the line for the country. It, it changes things, and this always happens, right? Uh, Spanish flu stuff, leads to like kind of you know you have like spanish school world war one kind of leads to like the decadence of the 20s for some people but then this leads to like a problem later on down the road like these things all flow together and so the, the the question then is i think pretty clear at this point what do we think this could shift i mean on the other side of this what could it change um and and i'm really looking for for like positive stuff i mean i think we can all think of like the negative ways it could affect us but what is the maybe the silver lining on the other side of it so
1: um the the optimist in me and you know some people may say this is wishful thinking but i actually don't think so i think a newfound communal approach you know, Americans in general, we live in a very individualistic society. And I think that plays out in how we talk about COVID is that, yeah, it really, for some folk, as long as it's not their own family and loved ones, yeah, less than 0.1%. That's okay. Like, you know, those lives are disposable. But I think, especially when we get into talks about the vaccine, understanding that it's bigger than just us. We are part of a collective. Whether we accept it or not, that's that's a fact of life. And I do think, you know, even thinking about my friends and I, like now when we go to the grocery stores, I'm more thinking of who has what. So like, do I know someone needs wipes? Is there a good deal on hand sanitizer? And I'll, you know, take a picture and send it. Versus before, I wasn't really doing things like that. Not because I don't love them, but I just wasn't, thinking of like, no, all of our health and well-being depends on our neighbor's health and well-being. And I do see some sort of change uh, culturally, but even linguistically, how we talk about this as a communal disease. And I'm hoping that continues once um, in a majority of the population is vaccinated and once COVID becomes just something in the history books. That's something I would like to see more of.
3: All right, all right. I like that one, Sasha. That's a good answer. More focus on community. Josh, you seem like you had one prepped and ready. Yeah,
4: I do. So I think, and and this is also the optimist in me speaking, so I absolutely understand where you're coming from, Sasha. And as someone who has 100% bought toilet paper, paper towels, and uh, wipes for other people, I absolutely feel that we are heading in a direction that will hopefully be more communal in fact that in the fact that we are now working together not only overcome problems but we are also like just trying to be better at looking out for each other um in general not even just for the pandemic but I I wholeheartedly believe that at the end of all this when we can hopefully put all this behind us we will be a lot more racially aware than we ever have been as a nation I think that while we have been dealing with racial issues since we've were founded this has been one of the most like one of the biggest buy-ins from non-black and brown people that i've ever seen in my own lifetime and so i think that we do really have like a a good chance of combating racial injustice in america to a Obviously, we're not going to get rid of it completely, that fundamental things need to change for that. But I do believe at least in terms of people holding people accountable, being more racially aware, and especially in dealing with like racism and other things in like the workplace, things are definitely changing. And I, I do believe that at the end of all this, we will be a better nation for it.
3: All right, all right. So then we have a, uh, an increased focus, on attention on racial issues. Uh, I will give my answer. Then I'll probably kick it, kick it over to you, Francine. Uh, so my answer is uh, what I, th- what I hope we will see is a- an increased belief in the ways that science can solve some of our problems. You know, this vaccine has been the, the most incredible scientific achievement since the moon landing. I mean it's – we we've broken records. Like it was reasonable at the beginning to think three years. Like people who were looking at previous vaccine records, like I was looking at them going like two to three years is – would be fast. Like, like that would be a fast vaccine development pipeline. We, we broke it and like a whole bunch of countries broke it. We just shattered it like a half a dozen times around the world showing that if we can incentive – if we can have the right incentive structure – science can still do frankly it can still perform miracles for us and that sort of thinking you know when you look at problems like climate change uh just to name one science we have technology in place that can really take a bite out of these problems we just need to set up the right incentives to let science provide us some answers so i'm hoping after this people can see like investing in science and political leaders who believe in investing in science and in some cases just letting the companies like letting them run wild like hey we'll give you the grants and the stuff necessary to like fund your research just go do things like for us um that yeah that you know uh Again, the space race was a combination of, like, the government and it was industry. They were sort of working hand-in-hand because it was, like, this Cold War. We're fighting the the Russians thing. But – so that's one thing I hope we see. Uh, I hope we have an increased uh, belief in the – uh, in the solutions of science. So, Francine, while you're laughing at me, Francine, <laughs> you're laughing at my answers.
0: I'm happy. Just I'm just work. a happy person. That's just my joy <laughs> leaking out. That's all that is. Uh, could you repeat the question again as yeah, I had to... I'm going to tend-
4: use that on you later, by the way.
3: That's just my joy leaking out.
0: Exactly. Love that line. <laughs> exactly.
3: So, the question was, um, after sort of what we've seen, <laughs> we've seen a focus on, like, the racial issues, we've seen a focus on the pandemic from Sasha, racial issues from Josh. So, on the other side of some of these issues, what are sort of the silver linings you think we could see? Oh,
0: wow. Uh, This whole sense of community thing, I think um, I value that personally a lot more. Um, I think that we've grown in our appreciation of technology and science and development. Um, You know, not that it wasn't important before, but I think when it's bumped up against mortality, you really get to see how important it is. Um, so I I, I I think we're on the edge of some really great things moving forward. I really think that, um, you know, with all the issues and problems that we've seen exposed <clears throat> through the last administration and through COVID, you know, a lot of times things kind of cause other things to surface so we can see them and deal with them. I think we're, we're much better informed to move forward in a way that, um, in a way that where we can uh, bring together some of our best uh, talents and abilities, um, like we haven't really in recent years. Um, and I'm speaking specifically about technological development um, <clears throat> that hasn't really been a value a valued point as of late. A lot of the thinking had actually been slipping backwards, you know, as far as as that's concerned. So. Um, I see, um, I'm hoping to see more investment in STEM um, and and medicine, and um, I'm grateful to see all of these community gardens that came around um, as people were feeding themselves and their neighbors and these pantry situations. And I'm also glad to see feeding people normalized, like this huge stigma around being hungry <laughs> shifted when people coming from $300,000 homes were going to food pantries to feed their families. You know, uh, I just, I, as weird as it sounds, I think that's a good thing that it's been normalized and hopefully it will cause us to pay more attention to it moving forward in a real way.
3: All right. I like that answer. It made me think of what we're doing right here. Big tech is bad, but it enables us to do Zoom podcast.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Alex,
3: putting you on the spot. Best for last, no pressure. But best for last, right, man? Um
2: <sighs> no I, pressure. I, I'm the I'm the disappoint, guys. No, no, you're you're, you're, you're you do a lot of things, pessimist. but you never disappoint. <laughs> um you, you want Pessimism
3: not allowed.
2: This pessimism not optimist, allowed.
3: This is an optimist question, Alex. Your Debbie Downer is not allowed for this specific. Mis- you depress us with recap every week for like twenty
2: episodes.
0: Wow. <laughs> this, might good, <laughs> this might be true. This might be
2: true. You want you wanna you want good things that maybe come out of this?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's still thinking? Are you still thinking? Oh my we god. Had, we had
2: we had dolphins in italy
0: oh my god did he just go to italy
2: nature is he say nature is healing that's actually true that's a good
0: thing i'm sorry there i'll stop is. talking i'll stop co-signing my bad
2: um uh as a um I say and maybe, maybe um seeing these uh these wonders of nature as um as mankind was forced to recede from their um from the the lands they have claimed uh will inspire people to take more dramatic green action. Um not just like on a personal level, but maybe like to demand more accountability from uh from governments from and from organ and from companies and corporations. All right. I like
3: that answer. I hope that is something that sticks actually. I think that's uh since we've all been unable to do things indoors i think some people have grown to appreciate the value of outdoor spaces and public life yes. and maybe you will yeah. carry that forward i Absolutely. mean josh you just went on a hike
2: yesterday yes like, i did on I purpose did on purpose so I, <laughs> I didn't get lost somewhere <laughs>
0: you didn't run out of gas like i would have no 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 you did this on purpose good for you <laughs> just doing it in my calves Well, I appreciate everybody sharing on this special ambush episode uh, of what was, what was formerly point cast. Now we, the people, and we, the people have spoken. I really appreciate this team just for the record and everything we bring to the table. Sasha's outstanding article to come. Josh's show recap, two shows recap uh, this week in recap discussion. Alex's, even though sometimes he can be down in the dumps, his analysis is thorough. You're not going to top my dude, Alex, on, on that. Anthony with the smart perspectives that we have in smart politics giving us all these scenarios. But I appreciate all of you. Sasha, thank you for prompting this. And we'll let that be the last word. I'd like to thank our sponsor, ELIAC Productions, for their continued support of what we do. To our listeners, we thank you. Continue to follow us on our so- social media pages on Instagram and Facebook and on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to connect with us on our website at pointcast.news. Uh, if everyone wants to sign off, in your own way, please do. Sasha, you want to lead the charge? I
1: I think I will sign off is that if you haven't yet, if you're still undecided on where you stand in regards to the vaccine, I challenge you to really answer honestly if you've done your share of the research and the conversations uh, to to stand your ground. You know, you can feel however you want to feel, but often um it's not based in facts Uh, so i challenge those who are listening who are unsure where i was at a certain point to make sure that the feeling that you're supporting it is based in some sort of factual scientific evidence that you've taken the time uh to study and to research for yourself
0: okay thank you for that sasha josh your sign off in your own words
4: um Wash your hands. <laughs> be socially distant. Don't be nasty. <laughs>
2: That's all I got.
0: That's all he's got. You know, I expect nothing less. Alex, your sign off.
2: I mean, uh, uh peace. Wear your mask. Uh, uh, peace be with you all.
0: All right. And Anthony, my man, your sign off.
2: Um.
3: All right. The last year and change has been really hard for people. So keep that in mind when you're interacting with everybody. We, we all need a little bit of, of, of grace. And we all need a little bit of uh, seeing the best in us right now. It's just been hard. People are going to come out of this thing like, weird and, and 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 not knowing how to interact with people and just let take it easy on everybody just give them a little bit of a break
0: all right, <laughs> all right. now we'll let that be the real last word thank you all for listening.